we have today this passage, and so often it, it is quoted to us. And uh, as you were following along, you might have uh, picked up on a little problem here, and that is we have uh, not a quite accurate translation. And you're probably thinking uh, it's one thing and, uh, and it, it's not another. Uh, it is the other, though. Of course, I'm willing to guess, and you can raise your hand if you want. You're thinking that there was a bad translation here, not seven t- times, but 70 times, seven times. Is that the translation you're hearing, or 490 times? The, the problem with that is uh, it is 70 times, seven times, which is not a multiplication thing, but an addition thing. So it is 77 times. But there is other numbers that aren't translated at all. Here we have a large amount and a small amount. A huge sum and a small sum. We'll start with a small sum. Uh, in the Greek, it actually gives the name of the coin and the number of coins. In the small amount, it's... Uh, uh, I have it written down. Where is it? It's 100 denarii, which is the daily, daily wage. About a third of a year's wages. If you want to take it to the modern uh, equivalent, it'd be about $10,000 that this uh, second servant owes the wicked servant. $10,000 is a lot of money to most of us, but it is eventually payable, right? But we have another sum, this huge amount, and in the, in the Greek it actually says 10,000 talents. Now, talents isn't... Uh, something it isn't the, the gifts that God gives us, but it's a measure of, of coin. And the amount that one talent is worth is the equivalent of 20 years' wages. 20 years. 200,000 years worth of wages. If you do the math, it's like $60 billion. $60 billion. On a, a normal salary, there's no way you can pay that back. You're going to have to do something pretty major to be able to pay that back. $60 billion. I can't even wrap my mind around it. 60 million days worth of wages. Do you see the issue here? This master calls in his servant, please, I'll pay you back in full. I'll pay the full $60 billion back. How? There's no way. And then he sees a fellow servant. I'll pay you back. The fellow servant does the same fold, but I'll pay you back. Which one is more likely to be able to be paid back? But he will have none of it, this wicked servant. He's just been forgiven. I did the math too, I forget where it is, but six, like 600,000 times the amount. He was forgiven 600,000 times the amount. And he won't let it go. He won't forgive the debt. 
This par- parable is about forgiveness, of course. We'd be, uh, we would really have to read it really wrong to think it's about anything else. And it is a reminder of what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. We live in a world that doesn't quite understand forgiveness. I, I know uh, a number of times I was told, forgive and forget. That isn't what forgiveness is. Forgiveness isn't forgetfulness. And if we don't forget, it doesn't mean we haven't forgiven. And notice what happened in, in this parable. This is Jesus telling it. If Jesus knows anything about forgiveness, uh, if he doesn't know anything about forgiveness, no one does, right? The master didn't forget the debt. He forgave it. But when this wicked servant doesn't forget the debt owed to him, the master remembered it, called it to mind, threw the wicked servant in prison. There's no way he's going to be able to pay it back even in prison. It's going to take lifetimes. One would dare say an eternity. Again, forgetfulness isn't forgiveness. What is forgiveness? It's letting go of the debt. It's not forgetting the debt, but seeing that what you owed me, I no longer expect to collect on, nor do I need to collect on. It might mean that there are some consequences. So this had this wicked servant uh, done what was right, walked away and just certainly forgiven the debt of his fellow servants. His fellow servants would be he would uh, would be silly, and the master would be silly if the master then turned around and gave this wicked servant more money, for example. There's consequences, and the master is right in setting those consequences. But what does this mean? It means forgiveness is letting go of the right we have right we have. When we think about it, we think about the master for, first, God the Father. He's infinitely good, infinitely perfect, infinitely loving. So any act of imperfection on our part, any act of failure to love, is an infinite wound against that relationship. It is like incurring a debt of $60 billion dollars. There's no way we're going to be able to pay it back on our own. We can't. And thank God for Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ does pay that debt back if we beg him to. We don't have to beg all that hard. Because Christ in his mercy and his love desires us. He wants us to pay that back. But then we look at our, the wounds we cause each other, not that we should be causing wounds, but we look at those wounds and they are infinitely less. They're infinitely small, almost insignificant compared to the wound we cause God. And yet we hold on to those wounds. We hold on to them because we think that uh, by holding on that we're making the other person suffer. Forgiveness never, unforgiveness never makes the other person suffer. I know some people that, that seem to relish in being unforgiven. That doesn't make it right. 
But we need to let it go because it is like swallowing poison. There's an adage, you know, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. There's a truth there. Medically speaking, we could talk about all the effects of unforgiveness. It causes high blood pressure, strokes, heart disease. But it does cause a spiritual wound as well. That we become so hardened and unforgiving to one particular person, it's easier to not forgive the other, anyone else. And we need to let that go. And the very best way to avoid debt, perhaps, and that is the uh, scriptural uh, image best used and most used for forgiveness, unforgiveness, is debt. The best way to get out of debt is not to get into debt. The best way to avoid having to continue to forgive is by forgiving. It's just by forgiving immediately. It's not always easy, but it is necessary. And I imagine there's, most of us have one or two people in our life that we struggle maybe with forgiveness. Maybe this week that we are invited by the Lord to reflect on how that wound we've caused God is so much greater than the wound others have caused us. And we forgive. We let it go not expecting any further repayment on that debt, knowing that the person may or may not be able to anyway. The other thing about forgiveness, the beautiful thing with when we are forgiven by God, we can be reconciled to God automatically because God is always seeking reconciliation, always seeking our forgiveness to forgive us, always loving. But when it comes to our human forgiveness. Sometimes reconciliation may come. Sometimes it may never come. That's one of the consequences. Sometimes sometimes the harm that has been done is so great that the very best thing we can do with somebody who's harmed us, that's hurt us, is we can stop and we do not allow them to incur further debt. We do not allow them to hurt us anymore. So it might mean we stay out of their presence, stay out of their lives, try to stay away from them. It might mean that we walk away from a conversation that might go south very quickly. Instead of incurring debt, we simply don't let that debt be taken out. Forgiveness is hard, if we're honest. The error is human to forgive divine. That's true. But when we get to the point of our lives where we recognize that God is always willing to forgive, then we realize that we ourselves need to follow that forgiveness, to forgive one another. Peter asks the question, is seven times enough? He would have probably had some pride in this because the... the, the uh, The teachers of the law at the time were saying three times is enough. If a brother sins against you three times, and Peter, knowing that more was needed, is seven times enough? No, not seven times. Seventy-seven times. That's enough. But even then, if we're literally sitting there counting 76, 77, I'm done. It's not enough. Jesus is telling us, forgive completely. Absolutely, completely, to the point of there's nothing more to forgive.
because i've let it all go.